tonight's episode of Board Chitless is sponsored by The Game Steward. The Game Steward is an online game store offering Kickstarter board games out of print and imported games at reasonable prices. It's time to play. Hello there, chitheads, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm joined by... Tristan. And this week we've been playing One Deck Dungeon. One Deck Dungeon is a exploration dungeon crawler yeah yeah we can coin that one and use it in the board game archives so it's for one to two players it's a compact game it's like everything fits in a very small box and your objective is to work your way through a deck of cards with your character and do the dungeon crawl experience so um how well do you think it worked tristan i think there's a lot of game in a little box with this it's um there's maybe 40 or 50 cards i think if, if that, and it distills the whole dungeon exploring thing down into a very sort of compact experience, which is mostly predicated on dice rolls. So you're rolling your dice and allocating them to monsters. It's very computer gamey. So you're literally bashing monsters and leveling up and taking the gear. But it's got that sort of... Um, fairly cool mechanism where each card is used for multiple different purposes so when you defeat an an enemy or a trap or whatever you can rotate the card and turn it into either a skill an item or some experience points or in the very rare use (laughs) uh, you can change the nature of the potion the healing potion that you, you have so you start out with one healing potion you can turn it into a Different kind of potion, something we never did. No, it <laughs> got ignored, didn't it? Quite a bit, that. <laughs> Soundly ignored. Um, but yeah, no, so you're so you're working your way through a dungeon, you're just flipping cards, basically, and then you randomly fight a, a goblin or a, a slime or any number of sort of D&D tropes. There are five sort of classes to choose from, warrior, priest, whatever. And all of the artwork is female. I'm sure this is like anybody who's heard of the game knows this. They deliberately chose to exclude male characters from yeah. the game uh, which doesn't really bother me i personally would like to have both options but you know yeah. it makes no difference really the artwork's very cartoony um not n- not amazing <laughs> it does what it says on the turn it's you know it's functional um it gives you an idea of what you're up against and stuff uh and it's well cartoony i guess you know very yeah. sort of family friendly yeah sort of silly goblin type art and stuff yeah especially with the design of the icons and stuff on the card it gives you that like a legend of zelda style nez sort of feel to it you know it all looks a little bit not eight bit in terms of the artwork but a little gives a bit of an eight bit vibe you know you're playing some of the older games um like battlers gate and stuff it just gives you that sort of like you know rough edge sort of quality to it and like you're saying it's like um Noticed at the beginning um, when we started playing the game, like, you know, sort of a gender balance being towards the female side of it. But then you just don't pay it another second thought after that. Just kind of get over it quite quickly and yeah. just play the game. <laughs> it's not really something you concentrate on your character or, like, your personal growth or storytelling. It's exactly. literally, what thing do I bash next? Yeah. But talking about um, personal growth, really, the designer, um, Chris Chitlick, Ch- Chislick. 
Greg and Chris Chislick. He's done a very good job at creating quite a lot of gameplay out of not too many different components. components. Yeah. yeah. The the dice mix and match works quite well. Um, so for basically you get a load of icons on your character. So there's swords, um, agility, then there's mana or magic, and then you've got your health. So you don't have any dice for health. Um, but then for each icon of everything else you've got, that means you roll one dice and you just off away you go and you can just mix and match some of them if you don't get the rolls that you think you need then you it's there's this really cool mechanic where you can trade two dice in of any color for a heroic dice which you can spend on anything but it's that will only come in at the same value as your lowest roll so if you still can roll ones or threes it's not going to do too much but it means that you might be able to convert some of your agility dice into attack dice or mana dice when you need it which i thought was quite cool it, it means that you don't really roll yourself straight out of a turn. Yeah, you're, a second you're always, you've always got options, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And each character has um, a separate couple of skills that they can use as well. Um, and as you're leveling up and adding more skills to you, your character through the encounters you overcome, you, you get more and more options as you yeah. go. Sometimes it's just like one extra sword dice, you know, one extra yellow dice sort of thing. Yeah. But sometimes it's like you can spend two yellow dice to trade them in for one yellow and two pink dice. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and then that's when the brain burning starts yeah. to kick in. Although it's not it's not massively brain burning. We're not talking about like mage knight levels of complexity <laughs> yeah. here. It's like I have a one. I could do with this one being a three or a five. Yeah. Um and one of the cool things about it as well is each boss so there's five different bosses you can choose from and each boss has their own like dungeon yeah so you're going to run through the deck two or three times if you're lucky if you, if you don't crap out and die <laughs> in the first or second encounter like like and i did in one of our playthroughs we played three times tonight and sorry it was only the beginning dungeon. <laughs> the second was an ignominious end after was it two two encounters <laughs> something ridiculous. we also kind of skipped over the rule where you can flee if you don't like what yeah. you see in an encounter you can just ignore it um, but there is potential knock-on effects for that to yeah. bite on a bomb later. And that beetle didn't look too dangerous at first, <laughs> did it? We thought we could stand on the beetle and then it stood on us. Um, but yeah, so so each boss has like a flip side to the card. And uh, again, another example of uh, the designer squeezing as much gameplay out of a small amount of content as possible is on the other side of the boss's card is its dungeon abilities. So yep. the Yeti has the Yeti's cavern rules. So when you first run through the deck... You each sort of uh, trap or monster, those are the two encounters that you can have, yeah. has a specific boost that it gets from being in that part of the dungeon. And all you do when you go to the next level of the dungeon is slide the card, like the turn order card yeah. down a little bit and reveal the next floor like ability. Yeah. Uh, and so they get slightly more complex as you go on until finally you get down to the fourth level and you just flip it over and fight the whatever boss it is. In our case, I think it was the dragon yeah, tonight. Yeah, the dragon first time around. Yeah. I didn't quite make it to the Hydra yeah, we, in that first game. We got <laughs> we got beaten by the Hydra, figured out uh, it was a medium level difficulty <laughs> and then slid down to the easy dragon's cave where we had slightly more success. Um, but yeah, so again, it's like a it's a cool sort of thing where, you know, it's only it's only a minor thing. It's it's one extra card, but that sort of gives you a flavor of, of the dungeon. Yeah. Um, it. It's very much mechanics, like you, you know, you, you, you. There's no narrative. Yeah. You're not sort of stringing a story together and seeing what happens. I mean, I guess you could if you, you know, if you really sort of you if you're super into it, you could definitely. Yeah. But um, like you're saying, it's just like it's a race to the end, really, isn't yeah. it? You've got to try and just survive, which is in itself quite a rewarding experience. 
definitely. And um, so I've played this a few times solo um, and I'll be honest, it, it didn't blow me away. I, I, I love a lot of the mechanics in it. I love what they've done with it and everything. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, as I sort of said to you, it's kind of hovering towards the trade pile. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time I've played it cooperatively, the two of us. Yeah. And that was actually a lot more fun, okay. which surprised me because it's it's the darling of the sort of solo gaming world, or it was when it came out. It was a bit of a phenomenon. It had thousands, something like four or 5,000 backers on the Kickstarter and raised a ton of cash. That's And they've had a, a second one. We're playing with the one deck dungeon-based game. There's like yeah. a forest version has come out since. Um, and so the, the sort of appeal, I guess, for the solo player is it has, oh, or the multiplayer game, yeah is it has a campaign mode as well, which is a nice little touch. So there's a booklet where you can, each time you beat a dungeon or go down yeah. a level, you can tick a box. And once you've ticked enough boxes, you unlock another pink die or yellow die yeah, or, or another skill. Some new skills in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really, um, it's a nice way of bringing some extra flavor into the game. Because like you say, well, you're saying, it's um, it's quite straightforward. And once you've got your head around the mechanics, you're just kind of burning through the game. So it's a brilliant way of kind of mixing it up a little bit more adding some replayable value to the game for players. Definitely. Yeah, and I really like what you were showing me the, um, the sheet earlier, and you're saying that there's certain um, XP bo- tick boxes that you can only get from doing a hard or a medium dungeon. So you can't just go straight through, keep rinsing the dragon layer over yeah. and over and over again and keep getting all these really cool skills. only going to get you so far. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was a, a really nice touch again, as well. Again, another little... And it's like paring down all these big ideas about leveling yeah. up, exploring dungeons and stuff, and just paring them down into real focused dice rolly card flippy experience yeah. and in that it succeeds yeah magnificently really it's um uh, it, as a pared down dungeon crawling experience you know you couldn't you couldn't get quicker or <laughs> more it, streamlined yeah. um and and so yeah so playing it cooperatively with you tonight felt like a lot more i think the, the load was off a little bit i didn't have as many things to remember because yeah. there's it can get a little bit fiddly when you've got to remember the dungeon ability, the monster abilities, your hero abilities and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not massively challenging, but for... No, but just having an extra person to keep tabs and all the sort yeah. of moving parts. Yeah, and when, you know, if I crap out on a roll, <laughs> yeah. I can then sort of rely on you to sort of deliver the goods yeah. uh, and vice versa. That's so. it, yeah. And then a couple of our skills, so our beginner skills when we played as the Paladin and the Rogue, in um in combat encounters i could re-roll my ones because of an ability you had yeah and then in perils you could re-roll your ones because of an ability i had which is quite a nice little sort of even and out mechanic really keep a bit you know make sure that we're working together and yeah keeping an eye on what each other's doing and if you if you get if you buy another box you can have up to three or four players yeah and i imagine there'd be a little more comboing then you know between yeah. the players about the different abilities that they've got yeah, I can see that being a bit more like a bit of a meatier game. It would be a meatier game. It would add to the length, and I'm not sure at that point if that's where it might lose its appeal a little bit. Because as a quick playing yeah. alternative to a game like Friday, for example, yeah. like one of these really short, sort of fast jumping dungeon crawl yeah. uh, experiences, you know, it really works that's well. Um, and we got through you know three games in a couple of hours tonight. But if there were four of us playing. And it was going to go to three or four hours. Yeah, you know, I would. <laughs> I'd be looking at a different game. I'd be pulling yeah. out a different game. Bearing different. in mind, we're going to be seeing the same traps and the same yeah. uh, monster encounters. It's not like we're going to get unless you got the, the forest edition. It's not going to refresh it too much. Yeah, if you but both have the base game. I think even then, you know, you'd want you'd want to be setting up a 
<laughs> I, I don't know. It might yeah. just be me, but I'd be one in a bigger experience. It, it kind of loses story. its niche at that yeah. point. No, this is this is perfect for on your lunch break. Yeah, you know, or you've got half an hour or an hour before the rest of the group arrives. Um, that kind of situation. Yeah, that's where it shines. Um, I'm sure there are lots of people who would commit to this, you know, and batter through a campaign and just yeah. play for hours and hours and end. I don't see myself doing that, um, and I, I certainly don't think we'd ever have the time to commit to a campaign for this yeah. <laughs> given how little we commit to campaigns for other games um but yeah but going back to what it actually does um the dice are great quality yeah you know the cards are decent quality the wooden tokens it's a standard set of wooden cubes like you get with love letter yeah um they're not perfect because you've got like bit, your hearts a bit the too big too for big, the playmat yeah. aren't they but it's just you know it's a small well that could have i mean that could have easily been solved there's the artwork on the card here you know as, as soon as these yeah. dice arrived they could have just said okay we just need to extend that box a little bit um yeah you know across the bottom of the artwork so you're not even losing anything and make it so that it fits the dice in yeah um but you know but it's a super minor complaint the components yeah. are nice the Cards are nice. The box is tiny. The like, box is teeny you tiny. Get, you won't you, even you won't even notice it on your shelf. You get that on your hand luggage on a plane or <laughs> could, on a train. This you know, is something you go I see. Centre parks, and you don't want to fill the back of the boot <laughs> In up. The swimming with pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Put your sleeves. <laughs> I see people all the time, like on forums and stuff, saying, "You know what games can I take when I'm yeah. traveling or on a plane and stuff?" And yeah, I reckon you could, you could. You could easily take this. It's yeah. very portable. Take it on, you know, on the road with you and stuff. There's a weird thing where when you, if you get a card, if you defeat a card, you have to slide it on your character, and that, yeah, that's, yeah, and I can get a bit, to slide around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they slide around quite a lot, <laughs> um, and you, you could lose a skill underneath your character if you're not careful. Yeah. But again, really, really minor complaint. There. It's it's um, it's a neat little trick. It's a, it's a neat yeah. mechanic. Well, that's there's it's a game that's chock full of those like little moments when you're like, oh, that's cool, and oh, that's a nice way of resolving that. Yeah, and in, you know, it's it, they all build up to make this quite you know fascinating, fun little game. Like you're saying, it's not too meaty, but there's enough going on there. It just keeps it quite fresh and exciting, and uh, it was fast paced once we got our heads around the rules. Yeah, then we weren't really stopping for a lot. You know, um, no, it really. I mean, towards the end, it was like it was a race to see who could beat the card without the other <laughs> noticing. <Yeah. laughs> well, I noticed as well by the time that we'd leveled up our characters, we'd start with like four pink dice and two um, blue dice each. And then by the end of our turn, we've got like six black dice and two, a load of yellows came out of nowhere when we've been using our combos and power ups. Um, and it's quite interesting. So it's like we just keep bringing in new dice, re rolling them and bringing the old ones out yeah yeah and it just kept it you know it, was, uh, it didn't serve us very well in the first game <laughs> no 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 we were brutalized but we, yeah we didn't um, advance as far <clears throat> but we, we still had fun with it and in, in the first game though we did hit a brick wall didn't we, we were doing really well until all of a sudden we were dead yeah it was, it was <laughs> extremely unexpected we were sort of hitting our stride yeah and then out of nowhere just oh no we're dead this game oh over. yeah that's, that's what happened <laughs> almost and, anticlimactic really but yeah, I, I think that probably, you know, just comes down to our experience of it. We we should have, like, seen what was coming. Um, <laughs> you know, we'd used up our healing potions and stuff. So yeah, definitely. I think we're in more of a perilous state than we anticipated. Yeah. Well, those potions never hung around. No. Apart the the, the second one. you earn it, it's gone. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it was cool. And we did, you know, we were 
interested enough that we're, there were other games on the table that we could have played tonight. Yeah. Um, but we're quite happy to play this three times in a row instead of breaking something else out. So I think yeah. that speaks to how quickly and easily it is to set back up and, you know, and just dig back into another delve. That's it, yeah. And um, when you were reading the rules, we were trying to work out a few rules. I managed to just work out one of them by looking at a card. And <laughs> based on the icons that we've used for other abilities, we just translated that to a new ability and that worked really well. So it's quite I think intuitive. you figured out more rules by looking <laughs> than I figured out by yeah. trying to remember. <laughs> but then on the flip side, there's like the flea mechanic, there's open doors, um, there's some sort of ambiguous phrases in the game that when you do visit the rule book to try and work it out then it's it's not immediately clear one of them was the um the fine that you have to pay for clearing traps and it wasn't straight away we thought we had to use heroic dice to pay that but it ended up being you had to what it whichever skill you chose to oh, complete yes. that challenge is what you then put on the extra so if you choose to run fine. past it then you're going to put agility dice yeah. onto the dungeon decks dice that's it bit. yeah so it's like an extra dice slot on the dungeon deck the dungeon deck gives each card an extra ability yeah and it wasn't clear what ability that was supposed to be and that's because you choose yeah exactly so um but you know again mine yeah there's a couple of google searches wasn't it? <laughs> yeah <a few. laughs> bring us up to speed but yeah um, it didn't, didn't really harm it no um but I can, I can see why in a one play game you might not have had as much fun as well because what i did notice was with some of the characters You've, you're just absolutely toasted when it comes to an attack. So the rogue has absolutely no um, sword dice to speak of. Yeah. So if you're playing a rogue on your own, I know it's the one-player game, it's balanced differently. So they, you'll be different. You get more there. health and stuff. And and then yeah. I think that's when that fleeing would, would come into it more, whereas we, I don't think we fled one thing. That wasn't speaking to our that's bravery. It. it was just, our, <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't realise you could. Uh, and then when we figured out that you could, it was a bit too late, but... Um, but yeah, so you, when you when you flip a card, you can decide whether or not you want to go in and fight it or just try another room. Um, and if you try another room, there's a chance that that enemy that you then reveal might get boosted by the fact that you didn't beat the previous one. That was it, yeah. Or you just left it alone, yeah. wasn't it, to be an open door. I think sometimes, unless there's like a special armor mechanic in play, then you don't have to completely cover up all of the squares for that monster. You just have to do enough damage to see it off and yeah and you can take a hit and yeah uh, like the, so basically every square that you don't cover with your dice is gonna leave a bit of damage or time damage so time is a factor in the game as well you, f you flip cards from the dungeon deck to spend time exploring and yeah. and that gets you down the levels faster it's, again another sort of weird mechanic like thematically it's strange you're just discarding cards but um it emulates the passage of time quite yeah effectively especially when um i had an ability where i could spend two time in order to get one hit row dice which we were just using for toffee at the beginning until we got towards the <laughs> stairs and then all of a sudden i stopped using it yeah um so there's some interesting choices to be made when it comes to that and again it's you know it, it doesn't overcomplicate the game because it's a mechanic that's always in play you're just choosing to speed it up or slow it down and um, with some of the traps trap cards as well so, some of the easier options will burn time, whereas yeah. the harder option will just let you get It'll through quite you quickly. To roll higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roll an awful lot more dice. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a game where you benefit from rolling high. So if if you don't like being beholden to dice rolls, I mean, no, that's not fair. There's lots of dice mitigation in it. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely win or lose on the turn of a die oh definitely yeah the turn of many the first the first few rounds before you start leveling up or bringing items in 
do kind of feel a bit slow when you're, you're restricted with what dice you've got and you can't do a lot to change it. But the second the items start coming in or you start adding new skills and level up, then the game completely changes and the pace just picks up so so dramatically. And um, it's not long before you really are like stomping all over monsters and you forget how weak you actually were, you know, comparatively at the beginning of the game. It's, it's a really nice way of speeding up the whole dungeon crawl process. I'd say it's like if you like a game like Munchkin, but you hate all of the one up and shit and a few cards that come out of it and you just like can we just get along can we just play competitive um, cooperatively then this would be a really good addition to your, to your collection to your repertoire <laughs> yeah because it's that you know it's it plays similarly but you're not fighting each other you're working towards a common goal i have to say i've never played munchkin have you not yeah, but from what i've heard i've no desire to <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun it's um it's definitely a introductory board game is you know someone playing games as meaty as you do i don't think you'll get too much <laughs> from it um and there's probably there are some cards and um, there are some card games that do similar things maybe better um but yeah it's, it's a bit of fun it's a great drinking game it's a great <laughs> one for playing in the pub <laughs> i think we're getting sidetracked though oh, so yeah. what are so your summary opinions game. then of uh one at dungeon would you play it again or would definitely you, yeah? i definitely play it again um i used two of the classes this time around like to see how the other classes played. Um, the mage, loads of magic dice, nothing else. Hardly any health. It'll be interesting to see how that one works out. And it'll be interesting to just kind of like dabble with the campaign. But like you're saying, I don't think I'd have the patience to continue with the game all the way through it. I think the game probably is just a bit too light for me to want it to take it up that much. But again, I love these games where you can just bring them out on a weekend away with some mates and it doesn't take too much time to teach everyone but then it doesn't take too much time to play it as well you can just rinse for a few games and then put it back in your bag because you've got to get back in the car and go to visit some house somewhere um it's a, it's a great insight into lucky social life <laughs> exactly it's a great game for killing a bit of time you know it'll just burn up half an hour and then or more we can leave it i yeah. mean to, to be fair it did consume our pretty much a whole evening we squeezed in a quick game of rally man at the start and, <laughs> yeah. with the little one um and i thought i oh, would we'll just play a quick game of this and then we'll play yeah. out you know our evening's game and no that was it it's one dungeon <laughs> for the whole night um which is it's kind of yeah. again cool speaks to sort of how kind of addictive the, the gameplay yeah. is yeah i know this game you were mentioned before it was destined for the swap shop would you consider taking on the new one deck dungeon, the Forest Encounters? Um, or do you think it wouldn't be enough of a change? Yeah, and I, I'm not sure what it could bring that would, you know, radically change the gameplay. And I don't yeah. think it needs to. It's found its audience. It's got. It's been hugely successful. And for what it does, it's um, it's high up there. And I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And I think the people who do enjoy it would just want more variety. So yeah. there'll be one in a different deck full of different monsters different characters, different abilities and everything. And as long as the forest expansion provides that, I think that's perfect, you know, and, and long may they continue producing these because it's a brilliant area of the market to cover. It yeah. reminded us both, I think we both mentioned Unbroken, the upcoming yes. solo dungeon crawler game, which I think looks a bit more serious and probably yeah. a bit more up my alley personally. Um, but I like this as a counterpoint to, you know, breaking up Kingdom Death Monster or, yeah. you know, like one of the massive big dungeon crawly games um, to sort of get that fix and play yeah. through quickly. It's a great alternative to um, Friday or Honor yeah. you know, those very small box 
one to two player or solo type yeah. games. And again, you can't overlook that it's satisfying that one to two player market. You know, low player count games yeah. are so hard to find. Well, this is, you know, this is a discussion I've had with a, a few retailers and distributors. Um, not to get too sidetracked, <laughs> yeah. but um, the game that I designed, 1066 Tears to Many Mothers, is a one to two player game. And I was advised, advised against producing that. You know, people, yeah. the retailers were saying, don't do it, you know, make a four-player game or a five-player game because no one's going to buy a one- to two-player game. And, ah, you know, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say ha, ah, but, you know, this shows, no, this it was, kind it of was game a shows. <laughs> oh, right, a pa, <laughs> pa, pa. I was going to make a up his uh, opinions. <laughs> but it just shows, you know, these these games are hugely successful. Um, yeah. The, sorry, One Deck Dungeon and Unbroken are hugely successful. I'm not talking about mine. Um, <laughs> because I think there is that niche and that need. Yeah. And, you know, for couples for, who are into this kind of thing, you know, it'd be perfect to, you know, roll out a quick game. Oh, you know, we've got lunchtime together. Or, yeah. or if you've got a mate at work and, you know, you're playing this over a couple of weeks, this, you know, if I still worked in an office, it'd be a perfect yeah. thing to break out on a lunch break. And, and perhaps actually... You know, if you and I were still working together in an office yeah. at lunchtime, we could batter through a campaign of this. And that would be quite a fun way of doing it. Yeah. You just get like that, you know, 45 minute hour long chunk every day. I think that would it, yeah. maybe be the perfect experience for it as it stands in terms of, you know, meeting up once a week for sacred game night. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder if we'd see it again. Or, or if you'd request it, maybe maybe at the start of the night before the other guys get here or something. Yeah, or maybe um, a game to play before a bigger game with like you know with um, Raphael. Yeah. You know, um, so, but then we can do it because there's three of us. Well, then you'd have to get the forest one. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, so I see. I see what you mean there. Yeah, it's like, it's a nice it's a nice light game um, for one to two players. It's absolutely brilliant. Or three to four with the or three to four or with the exception. Yes, yeah. yes, you. You are correct there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what everyone's thoughts are, if anyone's got it at home, if they've played it. Um, you could pipe up and tell us what your experience has been with One Deck Dungeon and let us know if there's any games that play similarly um, in different themes, perhaps. So that's that decided then. One Deck Dungeon is pretty decent. It's a neat game. <laughs> it's a very neat game, a very compact, brilliant at what it does. Nice. Okay then, well that's us for this week. We'll see you next week for another episode of Board Chitless. Goodbye. Bye.